When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm down on my knees in the dust I scream from the top of my lungs I found my way back to a higher ground Yeah, I just want to feel alive Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren I found my way back to a higher ground Hello and welcome to this special NRL Grand Final edition of Higher Ground on Monday the 4th of October. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Well, what a game. Um, I think it's fair to say that uh, we have definitely saved the best until last. Penrith Panthers... Crown Premiers for a third time, and what is it, 18 years since their last triumph. Sweet redemption then after last year's loss to Melbourne, and boy, oh boy, they they really have done it the hard way, haven't they? A loss to the Bunnies in week one of the finals, then bruising wins over Parramatta and the Storm. And another gripping encounter last night, wasn't it? Just two points in it. An 80-minute arm wrestle, it certainly was. We say it all the time, don't we? Defence wins the big games. And despite a season of big score blowouts, when it counted most in the final series and in the grand final, defence again really has been the highlight. For the Panthers, it took four games back-to-back and three wins back-to-back to lift the Proven Summons trophy. And in those four games in the final series, Penrith scored... Just six tries. That simply must be some kind of record for a team to win a premiership, having scored just six tries in the four finals they played back-to-back. I'm sure it has to be. We might need to dig out the record books. Nathan Cleary, deservedly so too. He won the Clive Churchill medal. Um, His kicking game, it was 12 out of 10. It was just unbelievably precise, um, giving his team so many back-to-back line dropouts and repeat sets, not to mention his towering spiral bombs. Um, And his dad, Ivan, well, He wins his first premiership as a coach. It only took 370 games and 5,690 days to do so. Well done to both Nathan and to Ivan Cleary. Well done to South Sydney as well. Um, What a season it has been for them. They can rightly hold their heads up very, very high and be as proud as punch. They didn't get the spoils, but many people, including myself, had written them off well before the finals. For them, though, it's the end of an era Adam Reynolds moves on after a decade at Redfern. He was presented the opportunity, wasn't he, uh, to write his own fairy tale farewell uh, to his time at Redfern. Sadly for Adam, he fluffed his lines, missing that sideline conversion, um, which likely, doesn't it, takes it into Golden Point. You'd back him nine out of ten times to kick that, Adam, wouldn't you? Uh, He was, I know, filthy with himself, but he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. He's human after all. And what a little champion he has been. How hard will it be to find a replacement at Souths for Adam Reynolds in years to come? 
you probably got to also ask the question, and I'll ask Brett Finch this, actually. Uh, he's coming up uh, shortly in the program. What happens um, to his right-hand man, Cody Walker, going forward? When Adam's gone, will Cody be the same player as he is with Reynolds there controlling the game? Good question, isn't it? And I bet the South's uh, head honchos are, are asking the same questions today. I do feel for Cody Walker, like it or not, that grand final will largely be remembered for the Stephen Crichton intercept try. The pass thrown by Cody Walker. You just asked Brett Kamali how long it takes for people to forget. It was an almost uh, exact same blade of grass as Kamali's pass that gifted Matty Bowen and Queensland victory in, I think it was Origin 3, 2005. Noddy still has nightmares about it. I see an article uh, Michael Shamus uh, wrote today, and up until that pass was thrown, Cody Walker was right in the frame with Nathan Cleary for the Clive Churchill medal. Yep, it only takes one play. It only takes one split second, one wrong move, and you can change everything. Dane Gagai, he too is off to Newcastle. Uh, always stands up, doesn't he, in big games, uh, Dane and Jaden Sewer. He'll be moving on to the Dragons. Talking of uh, players moving to the Dragons, I see Aaron Woods. I don't know if that's official, but uh, it's reported he's he's joining the Dragons next year. Um, so there you are, some uh, some contract news. Lots happening in the show. I'll be talking uh, about the refereeing's performance last night. It's a good thing we're not really talking too much about Jared Sutton. That means he's had a good game. But I will say this. Don't you think it was officiated a bit differently to the games we've seen throughout the season? And you might well say, well, that's what happens in grand finals or that's what happens in origins. And you're probably right. But should it be that way? I'll talk to Greg McCallum a bit later on as well. Um, love you to be involved in the show as as always. So here is your open invitation uh, to get involved. That text line 0457 736 736. If you want to pick up the phone and and uh, and uh, give us a call, you can. one 300 one 1170. How did you spend Grand Final Day? Are you just reveling in it? You Penrith Panthers fans, get on the blower and let me know. Uh, well, you, you actually, you might still, you might have a bit of a headache today or you might still be going. Don't care. Um, we'll throw the six-pack rule out the window tonight. I don't care how many you've had. If you want to pick up the phone and join the show, do feel free. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, here we are. This is your late night league lounge for insomniacs and uh, people may be doing shift work and those that just want to talk rugby league wall to wall and can't get enough rugby league. And we're here to give you more rugby league. You could call it the grand final post-mortem, but that's no, it's not a no one's died, have they? So why do they use that terminology? Post-mortem. It's picking over a dead body. Surely we need to be more elated than that. I think it's just a, a celebration of it's what a, a great season it was. And it's not a um, – no, no one's dying at Redfern either. I mean, that was, they can hold their heads proudly high. They did really, really well. A great grand final. Uh, one of the best we've seen in, in the modern era. And as I was just saying there – a takeaway from that grand final, um, you'll think, you know, you think about the 89 Tigers and, and Raiders, what's mm. the takeaway? It's Steve Jackson's try, isn't it? Um, and other great grand finals. Thurston's um, drop goal uh, to beat Brisbane in, what, 2015. That's you're sort of etched on your mm. mind. It's going to be Cody Walker, isn't it? 
do you think it's going to be that intercept pass? It has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. That's the winning play in the oh. game. I wish Penrith had taken advantage of the Matt Burton tackle over the sideline where he dragged Dane Gagai over the line. Um, but they didn't score off the back of it. <clears throat> yeah. So it won't go down in that history. And you're right. Unfortunately for Cody, he scores a try in that grand final, but that won't be what he's remembered for in that game. No. But, you know, I was just how things can change in, in, mm. a, in a split second. I thought it can change the whole history. Destiny can be changed. If, if, if Adam Reynolds strikes that just a little mm. bit better or it comes back like it normally would, we go to Golden Point, mm. who knows? If Cody throws that ball and it's just a, a little couple of inches higher mm. and Crichton doesn't intercept it, we could be talking about the Rabbitohs being 2021 premiers. But I think we probably all agree, don't we, that the uh, the right team has has won, I think. You know, the way they have done it too. I mean, no one thought they could knock off Parramatta and then go on and beat Melbourne and then go on and win the grand final. But they have done it the hard way, the real hard way. So, you know. Hats off to, to Penny Panthers, their third premiership, their first since 2003. Um, what a game it was. We're going to relive it all, aren't we? We're going to relive it all mm. uh, because it deserves to be relived. Now, uh, Brandy Alexander, he was captain of the 1991 team. You remember the one? Royce scored two. So they lost in 1990. And here we are three decades on and history has repeated. Penrith losing last year and going on to win it this year. He was pretty emotional, wasn't he, Brandy, after the match? I can't. That was the worst 10 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was, ah, oh, so proud of him. I really am. It's, um, oh, that's overwhelming. It's beautiful. It really is. I don't know what to say. Oh, well. You said it all. That's you don't right. need to say any more, uh, Brandi. That was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Isn't that great what sport does? Even with yeah, legends of the game like Brandy, he's seen it all, been part of it before, been part of something that was, I would say, more dramatic than that in Royce scoring the try Yeah. late on in that game. But yeah. he's still, it still gets him going to, to that level. Yeah. And still has him paralysed in his chair like all of us are when our team's speak. hanging on for the last five minutes. It's just literally couldn't superb speak. drama. Where did you watch it? How did you? I was like, in here. Oh, I you was were working. working. So, oh, no. that would have been good. With I was, that, with that I was terrific. I mean, did Finchie, Finchie behave? Was, I'll speak to, we're going to speak to him later on. Finchie Shortly. did very well, actually. He actually, and you know what Joel said to him before the call? Yeah. Tonight, we just need to tone it down. We've got the crowd up loud. Let's just let it breathe a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, and it was out. superb. Joel did a superb job. Finchie yeah. yeah. actually had to walk out at one stage just to contain himself <laughs> but and, and to not make any noise. But, yeah, I thought it was a really good broadcast and the boys did a, a terrific job. Yeah. And when you have a game of that quality, it makes it a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, no, well done. Uh, well done to you too, mate. You've, you've done really well right throughout the season. So this is... a. I guess a bit of a farewell, isn't it? It's our last higher ground, uh, rugby league higher ground. Mm. The program, I think, might be morphing, or at least for a couple of it, episodes this week, morphing into a more of a, a sports night. I like to say evolving. 
evolving. It's, just, it's becoming a new thing. It's just rolling they, I, along. They may well be reluctant, loath to to kick higher ground into touch. <laughs> they want to keep keep it in play, and they might it may evolve into a higher ground sports night with the Russian and Chris. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? We got the the big. Proven Summers, Summers Trophy is on the, up here behind us on the wall. It's on the wall next to the branding, the higher ground branding. And your my noggin terrific from about noggin. 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look, love you to get involved with the show as always. And, and, and I said there, and I mean it, for one night and one night only, listeners, we're going to abandon the six-pack rule, so which is generally <laughs> because it's grand final the day after the night before, and you've probably all had a few, and even if you were drinking late last night, it's probably still in your system, and you, you might just well be topping up. Panthers fans, come on, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's the open line, uh, and we're taking your calls now. If you do want to call, uh, South Sydney fans too, you're probably drowning in your sorrows, but uh, don't be too down uh, down in the dumps. It was a great grand final. Um, I was going to say, here's here's a question I'm throwing out there. If you don't want to pick up the phone, send some text mess text through. Okay, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The question I'm asking is this. Okay, listen up, and I want your answers, listeners. I want you to finish or write this sentence. What did Nathan Cleary say to Cody Walker? Okay, what did Nathan Cleary say to Cody Walker? You know, that, that uh, just after he'd thrown that cutout pass that spiked a bit of a, a melee. I'd love to know what Nathan said when he just jogged past him. I sent a text to a mate of mine too, um... Nathan's uncle, actually. I said, mate, can you find out what he said? I really want to know what he said, don't you? I'd love to know what he said. Uh, I'd love to know what he said. We've got to play that game tonight. So um, we're playing that game right now. What do you reckon he said? I've got a couple of things, right? I'll start you off. I think he said, did Noddy teach you that? (sighs) Yeah. Brutal. Sorry, Brett. You reckon it was brutal? Did Kamali teach you how to do that, right? It had to be quick. It can only be a few words because he was just running past him, right? Or another one, another one. Um, if only you had a couple more inches. Mm-hmm. You know, if the pass was a little bit high. Or another one, another one. So you get the, you get what I'm saying? I'm getting, I'm getting Listeners, the Listeners, I want you to send it. Uh, here's one, Stu from Cronulla. Nice pass, Cody. Yeah, as simple as that. That would do it. <laughs> It would do it. Nice pass, Cody. Here's another one from me, right? And I want our listeners to get involved in this game. Um, this one from me. Can you gift wrap it next time? Yes. Like he hadn't already. You're like, huh? Like he hadn't already. I know. Well, no, it was a gift, but I want it wrapped. I want a bow <laughs> on it, a little bow on it next time. Bit of icing. Um, yeah, icing. Mm. So come on, that's the question. That's the question. You come up with something as well. Um, what's another one? Oh, another one. That's why you're not in origin. Oh, that's why they prefer Luai. Ouch. If only I had all. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're here. They're here. Hello. He's found it. They found their voice all of a sudden. Hey, uh, welcome, welcome to our, our live studio audience too. Um, and talking about COVID rules, um, Oh, here's another one. Rocky has sent this one in. What did Nathan say to Cody that got him so peed off? Um, 
You've just thrown away the grand final, a la Steve Waugh. Mm. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, we could be really cutting, couldn't we? We could be really cutting. But uh, get on the uh, the line if you want to have a chat. one 300 one is the open line number. Uh, shortly, I'll be talking to Brett Finch about that grand final. It was a good one, regardless of whether you're a Bunnies fan or a Panthers fan. Um, I think we all got our money's worth, didn't we? In what has been a difficult year, it was a really, really good uh, way to cap it off. 0457 736 736. As I say, I think many of us will remember that grand final for that, the Cody Walker pass that was intercepted by Stephen Crichton after just 66 uh, minutes of play. And um, that certainly changed the whole, uh, it changed the whole thing, didn't it? Did Eight all, Cody Walker. Oh, oh Crichton! There we go! He's over the 30, he's over the 20, and Stephen Crichton takes the Panthers towards the Premiership. Yeah, Joel Kane there uh, calling with Brett Kamali. I forgot not he was calling. Did they relive the moment last night? I bet they did. It was not brought up. Was it not? Not brought up once. You're kidding me. <laughs> it was, surely, was it? <laughs> it, wasn't. it wasn't. They it didn't have the kahunas. Joel didn't have the balls or more to the point he, he had more compassion. Yes. Not to I bring it up. That. Really? That. Oh, you have to bring it up. We're bringing <laughs> it up now. We've got to bring it up. I mean, that's what the whole game's going to be remembered for. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line. If you want to jump on the line, there is space there now. Uh, Anthony from Riverston. How are you, mate? You there, Anthony? No, I can't get a hold of Anthony, unfortunately. Uh, we might try him uh, again if we can. Uh, stay on the line, Anthony. But uh, that's the question I'm asking you out there. 0457 736 736. What did... Nathan Cleary say to Cody Walker immediately after he uh, he threw that pass. So we might even uh, we'll try this guy. Yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line uh, number. Um, and also, what else? Uh, what else did you did you like about the match after the game? Um, Scotty Sattler caught up with uh, with Coach Ivan Cleary. Let's have a listen to that. But I was standing down by the stage, and and they handed uh, Ivan the Clive Churchill medal to present it, mm. which would be awkward if it was from the opposition side in this day and age, wouldn't it? And, and, <laughs> and I said, are you presenting the Clive Churchill? He goes, yeah. I said, are oh, you presenting it to Nathan? He goes, I don't know who got it. I said, no, Nathan got it. He goes, are you serious? I, I won't tell you what he really said. Huh. He said, are you serious? I went, yeah, I thought you knew. I thought that's what they were asking you to do. He goes, no, I'm, they just gave me the medal and they're going to call me up. I said, yeah, Nathan got the Clive Churchill. And he, he, he was already... He was already in this surreal moment because before they gave him the Clive Churchill medal to present, I said, how are you feeling? And he said, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. I said, I remember John Lang saying after the grand final, I hope I don't wake up and it's still Sunday morning. Yeah. And he said, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like it's all a dream and everything's moving slow motion. He said, I don't know whether to cry, scream. I don't know how to feel. Mm. Sats. And I said, well, you better give your son a Clive Churchill medal. Yeah, so there is Sat. So he caught up with Ivan immediately after the match and um, didn't know that Ivan didn't know that his son uh, had won the, the Clive Churchill medal. So he almost a bit of a spoiler there. That was brilliant. Uh, didn't know how to feel. And of course, so now Ivan and Nathan, they become um, the second ever father-son to, to win a grand final as player and coach after um, Martin John Lang did mm -hmm. it in 2003, both from the Penrith Club. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? Something in the water out there. Something in the water, yeah. Something in that oak milk. 
I bet, I bet they're not drinking oat milk. I bet they haven't been drinking yeah. oat milk through the night. Love to know what they're, what they're doing. Love to know what they're doing right now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is that open line number. We'll try Anthony again. You're there, Anthony. Uh, he's gone again, my old mate Anthony. I don't know what's what's going on with him. Anyway, we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying, shall we? Uh, are you there, Anthony? Are you there, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm here. You there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Where'd you go? I couldn't hear you. You all right? Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, good as gold, loud and clear. What do you want to talk about? All right, sweet, sweet. Who are you? Okay, so you're a Panthers fan? Yeah, 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 massive, massive Panthers. All my life, mate. I love them, I love them. I was born in the Penn Hospital. Good. Good. I just wanted to So, uh, okay, obviously 100% you can hear me. I've got you loud and clear. You got me? All right, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I got you too. I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to say something that not many people have touched on. Um, the grand final and 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 also the build up to the to the grand final, to the semi finals, was about sort of uh, Wayne's last game and what's going to happen to Benji and yep. Reynolds going to leave and uh, Gagai's going to leave and all about that. And I, I just think didn't get spoken much about the fact that we're going to lose Naden, who's a local junior. We're going to lose Capewell, who's a what Origin player, very good utility. And we're going to lose Burton, who I reckon is a future superstar of the game. Yep. So our squad next year is going to be different again. I know we've got the nucleus of Luai and Cleary, but... It was all about the swan song of the South players, and not much was spoken about the guys that we're losing. And I don't, I just wanted to touch on the fact that I hope people realise that these guys contributed, and we're going to lose them as well. Yep. No, a point well made, Anthony. And I know, I know where you're coming from, and uh, you know they are they are huge losses for you, those players. You will have a a different team next year, as you say. The nucleus will still be there. But you just know, and probably you know better than me, that they have got this development program in place now, this conveyor belt of talent from the local area, and it's been in full swing for a few years now. They're coming through, and we spoke to their development people last week about this development pyramid that they've got, that they identify them around the 13, 14 years of age and, and bring them all through. And, and you've got the Luai's and the Cleary's and the Crichtons and all those boys and the Toto's. Um, I understand what you're saying, that a lot of the fanfare was about South Sydney. I can understand that too. I mean, you know, you're not talking about a player that's been with the club and he's played for no other club and he's been there for a decade and he is the heart and soul of your club, you know. So I can understand. Um, yeah, I can understand Adam Reynolds getting getting all that attention. And Wayne, I mean, he's the best coach the, the world has ever seen. So, you know, quite rightly too. It's an easy story for, for us journos to write. But we mustn't lose sight of the fact, you're right, that you are losing a few key players. Um, but, you know, they I don't know how the negotiations all worked. I'm sure they didn't want to leave. But this is just the pressures of salary cap pressure coming coming to bite. And your club, because you are so successful now, the salary cap is going to bite harder in the years to come. So this is going to be something Penrith fans will have to get used to. Will you be able to keep and- kick out beyond next year? Even, you that's know? right. That's that, that's exactly right. And, and sorry to interrupt because it, it, it goes deeper with the kick out. I think he's got one year and it's going to be very hard. There's talk about maybe 
Staines and uh, Spentolinu going, and it's it's really really hard because these guys are good, and you can't keep them all, and that's the problem with winning comps, and it's just sort of hard. But I know that they had the big South Sydney story, but I honestly believe, not being like a passionate Panthers fan, but I I, I truly believe that it was our year this year. Yep. And the whole thing the whole thing about um, getting a week off and, and and playing Para and beating Melbourne and we're busted and you can't win. I didn't, I didn't buy into that at all. I just thought that we were ready, and I just wanted, to, I just wanted to make a phone call just, to, just to realise, just to let people know that we're losing blokes as well. And it was our squad was very, very, very determined, Absolutely. and it was a two-year, it was, a, it was a really big thing. So I just want other no, people to realise that. No, Anthony, great mate. Thanks for picking up the phone and making the point. Um, great to have you listening, mate. So um, do it again and, and always feel free to pick up the line. Anthony uh, there from Riverston, making a good point. And, and I heard it on 360 tonight. There was a lot of fuss made about South Sydney and, and those sort of storylines. Um, but, you know, I think there's equal fanfare about what Penrith have achieved. And people understand that th- this was their window. But you know what? I still think they're going to be a powerhouse for a few more years to come, Penrith Panthers. And it would not surprise me at all, Mad Russian, if Penrith are again lifting the trophy next year. It wouldn't surprise me either. That spine's no. staying. You know, yeah, you've yeah. got Cleary, Luai, Yo. They're your three most important players in any case anyway, I think. Yeah, and and, and Brian Toto, I mean, he's just growing in importance. Get, he's um, not going anywhere. Week after week. Dylan Edwards doesn't get the plaudits he, he deserves. He was enormous last mm. night. The back three were really big, and I think that was one key advantage that Penrith had over South Sydney was their ability to negate a lot of Adam Reynolds' good kicking and depth because mm. they were able to bring the ball back and so starting their sets in much better field position, whereas um, when, you know, when Cleary was kicking down their throats, the Penrith kick chase was so good and, and their back three not as potent – so their sets were starting down there, and they didn't start a set in in Penrith's twenty meter zone, not once in the in the first half. And I think it was a couple of minutes in the second half. That was the very first time they'd had the pill down in the opposition red zone. So it just goes to show how how much a really good kicking game um, can play, and particularly in the grand final. But again, Anthony, uh, thanks for for, for your call. Um, and feel free to pick up the line if you'd like to um, join Anthony and, and have your say. And I'm also I'm asking the question out there if you um, want to send a text, 0457 736 736. What did Nathan say to Cody Walker? You know, just as he as he threw that intercept ball and sparked a little bit of a, a furor. What did he say? Tim the Tool Man is listening. And uh, Timmy, uh, like uh, Rocky says, you just threw away the grand final. Thank you, Tooley, for listening in. Uh, this one's from uh, the Horsley Eel. He has too many six-packs every night, he says. Um, you should have kicked it, Cody. <laughs> and uh, he also goes on to say, and good to see a grand final with no whinging about the referee. Ha, cheers to that, I say as well, which means the referee had a good game. Get on the phone. Give us a call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is your special grand final edition of Higher Ground. And great to have you tuning in. Uh, you are listening to our special grand final edition of Higher Ground. Um, this will be, sadly, 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 the um, sadly the, the last, the last uh, rugby league Higher Ground edition for for the season. Um, I hope you're you're going to be okay out there. Uh, we, we'll be all right. We'll keep our chin up. We'll keep we'll keep throwing them. Uh, we won't let us get us down and, and beat. But you can bet your bottom dollar we'll be back. 
will be bigger and stronger. And life will go on for us, as I'm sure it can also go on for you. Uh, but uh, we are morphing into something else, I think. I, I yeah. think we, we might evolve, as you say, into a, a sports night program, maybe. Um, who knows? I mean, we'd have to have a talk to the, the powers that be. Uh, come on, I want to know what Nathan Cleary said to Cody Walker as he just jogged past him after Cody threw that gift of a ball to Stephen Crichton to win the grand final. What did Nathan say to Cody? They got Cody so hot under the collar. Um, Toolman says you just threw away the grand final. Um, nice pass, Cody. Stu from Cronulla says... Uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, the Horsley Eel again. Thanks for the tip, Cody. Now I know to throw it higher if uh, if I want him to uh, to catch it. Yes, um, you can get a bit witty. I'm surprised that um, Joel and Finchy in commentary did not bring up the the fact that the intercept pass was on the same blade of grass that Brett Kamali threw to Matty Bowen mm -hmm. in 2005. You were here working. Are you yeah. telling me that did not get raised? No. Too oh. polite. So I'm not quite sure how to react to that. To either say, well done, Joel and Finchie, for being so polite and sensitive, or come on, it's the obvious thing you've got to bring up. Show some kahunas. Mm -hmm. Noddy will be okay. Yeah, he would have been okay. Maybe but not. I don't know. Is it a unique moment? Or 16 years yeah, ago. I know. He'd be over it by now. Oh, yeah. Well, so now, no, actually, well, Noddy, Noddy, would, Noddy would be happy. He's, He's handed the baton on to Cody. <laughs> yep. Another half's thrown a, yep. a pass on that blade of grass. Yep. Mm. To gift the game to someone else. Noddy gave the whole series to Queensland. Jesus. What was he thinking? Glad to see you've gotten over it, I think too. Noddy and Cody. <laughs> Noddy and Cody should go and have a couple of shandies together mm. and have a chat about it. God, our lives would be different, wouldn't it? One if, of those, if only. Is that one of those time machine moments you go and yeah. change and tell Noddy? Yeah. Somehow get in the changing room before the game and say, Noddy, mm. with about five minutes to go, you're going to have the option to throw this pass. Don't do it. Mm. Don't do it. Terry from Doonside. He's 0457 736 736. Terry, do you want that pass again? <laughs> it could do you want that pass again? Mm. Well, it could be as simple as that. Yeah. It would. Oh, that's why he's grabbed the collar of Nathan. He mm. just wanted to throw one. Oh, I can only, I can only imagine. We shouldn't be so harsh. Let's go through it, right? Let's go through it blow by blow, right? Mm. Blow by blow. You ready for, for this grand final? We're going to take it through. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Now, so first up, what about 10 minutes in? And these are some of the um, key moments in the game that you've, uh, you've picked out. Mm. And one of them... Uh, was To'o to to taken out of play um, by brilliant South Sydney defence, wasn't it? About 10 minutes into the game. Coruscant goes deep, finds Cleary. He goes to Luai. They're going to run at Burton. Gets it out the deck to To'o. To'o buries under one. Gets within five. Brian To'o. Oh, oh, it was brilliant defence. A try saver. There mm. were four Rabbitohs there. Paulo was there. Taff was there. And they make a tackle. They'll start their set a metre out for their own goal line. Yeah, and about uh, six minutes later, Matt Burton goes in for the first of the night. And South Sydney again, the defence resolute. Mm. They've got to hold on for one more. Out the back, yo. He goes to Cleary. He links up with Luai. Luai goes at the back to Burton. Matt Burton! Mm. First try in the grand final. 
Yeah, what you do, I, I can do even better, Cody Walker. One of the great grand final tries, wasn't it, from about, what, 40 metres out. Mm. He sliced and diced and, and made Nathan Cleary look like a speed up. Cody Walker. Walker's away. away from one. He's away. away from another. Cody Walker goes next to the post. South Sydney back in it. He'd been very quiet the first quarter of the match, but you can't keep Cody quiet. South Sydney scores. So I'm interested to think at that point, we were sort of it was sort of split in here because this is a, I didn't hear the commentary on nine. I haven't heard anything. I haven't gone back and watched right, the game. So I was watching nine. Yep. So in here it was very much split. Finchie thought Rabbitohs were almost favourites at that moment because Penrith had to order all the ball, all the territory in that first sort mm. of fifteen twenty minutes, and then Walker cuts through a bit of genius and scores a try, and suddenly they're level. And he thought all the momentum with them, Penrith had had all the territory, they'd had all the opportunities. Was that sort of what you were feeling at that uh, point? I was feeling, and without... Okay, so I say I was listening to Channel 9, mate. There was too much bloody yeah, screaming noise. and shouting in my, in my <laughs> living room. You couldn't Honestly, hear much I of raps. I couldn't hear much of raps. I couldn't. All, all Gus. I heard Gus moaning a fair bit. Um, <laughs> something was stupid. Well, I'm going to talk to Greg McCullum about that, about that bunker overruling a, a South Sydney uh, six again yeah. call. Yeah. Mm. Um, the general feeling in my stomach, I, I felt like Pet, South were... Very much in the match, but I still felt that Penrith were controlling the game, mm. and and Nathan Cleary's kicking was just yeah. unbelievable. Mm. So they, even though the score was split and even eight all, it was still for me Penrith were in control. Although South Sydney, uh, very very much uh, in in the game, and then um, Nathan. So Nathan missed that. Um, well, he was about three three players missed that tackle on yeah. Cody Walker. There, he missed about. Um, well, it wasn't even a miss. Well, no, stiff, it, was an, it was an American football stiff arm. Yes. It was, the palm was yeah, one of the best you'll ever see. Boom. Yeah. He's quick, Cody, isn't he? Mm. He's really, really quick. Um, and I'm asking the question 0457 736 736. Our question of the night, what did Nathan say that made Cody Walker so annoyed after he threw that intercept pass? Uh, Steve from Padstow, no ring for you, knucklehead. <laughs> yeah. No ring for you, knucklehead. The simple ones get it, yeah. don't they? Yeah. You don't have no to be. Ring, yeah. Especially, it's just a bit of rubbing I salt like, in, isn't I it? I do like mine, though. <laughs> Yours is your favourite so far. Yeah. <laughs> Did Noddy teach you that? <laughs> huh? No? You're harsh and poor Noddy. You're being harsh and poor Noddy. You're being harsh and poor You're with me tonight. or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? That, and we could almost do a... A fanometer mm. gauge the the levels of that to see who to get the decimal. keep them coming through the decibel. Then um, things could have been all different again. And, and Nathan he tried to pop that ball, didn't he, to kick out? Mm. And uh, right call was made, but kick out try was disallowed. Three tackles to go. They'll all come inside the ten. Cleary dummies takes them on. Kick out! Oh, what a play! Kick out! Forward, forward, forward pass. Scores the try with a forward pass. <laughs> One thing, and you asked me what what, what what how did I feel about it? I. I Nathan's kicking game was, was just so good. And they had to defend you know, back-to-back sets so often, didn't they? Because mm. Nathan's kicks were, were just pinpoint. And so even though the scores were level, I still really thought that um, Souths were, had lost a fair bit of juice mm. by what Penrith were doing. And that defensive line of Penrith's, yeah. from, from minute one to 79, the speed of the line is almost the same. Well, that was the feature of both of them, wasn't it? They were uh, very, very quick. Yeah. Almost impossibly quick. 
No. Someone might say. But 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 when you and and also well yeah well and probably you're 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 tongue in cheek there. Aren't yeah. You? yeah. Well, why aren't we pinging but them? Why aren't we penalising? As long them? as it's consistent. I think it was. Yeah. Think it, it was in the match. It yeah, was consistent. Exactly. It's not consistent with yeah. how the games were refereed during Absolutely. the year. But I think we saw in the finals that's probably the way we were okay yeah. with that, aren't Absolutely. we? If that's the barometer. Yeah. yeah? Uh, but those line dropouts that that was sucking the juice out of Cleary the puts it this towering, is massive. This kick. towering, towering bomb oh, and Paulos flicked oh! it out the back, oh! looking for Luai. Teff goes back. Oh, now their fifth goal line dropout coming up for South Sydney. Oh. Is this the biggest moment of the grand final? Oh. Well, what was what they'll be talking about in, in years to come was Nathan Cleary's kicking game. Yeah. And they'll be talking about what we're talking about, um, what Steve was saying, um, knucklehead. Well, and, you know, people were saying today, I heard people saying, oh, as I should have won the Clive Churchill. And I can see the argument for that. But without Cleary, they they don't have the dominating position they did the whole way through that game without his kicking ability. No. And no way. for me, that's why he had to win it. There was yeah. there was no I one, thought Yo was no way really you could good. give it to anyone Isaiah else. Isaiah was really good, but you're right. That kicking game was 12 out of 10. And as I was saying before, Adam Reynolds' kicking game was brilliant too. Mm. But Penrith's back three negated Reynolds to a certain extent. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas um, South Sydney couldn't do the same to Nathan's kicking game. And the transitions, they call it transitions, where you're giving the ball over. And Penrith were way ahead. Way ahead on transitions, even though the score was only eight all, um, and up until sixty six minutes, it was still eight all, wasn't it? Until Cody Walker um, threw that pass. Did eight they all, come? Cody Walker. Oh, oh Crichton! There we go. He's over the thirty. He's over the twenty. And Stephen Crichton takes the Panthers towards the premiership. Yep, they were going. They were. They were headed. They were headed. And and Cody was. Well in the frame for the Clive Churchill medal himself mm. up until that point. But they didn't go away, South Sydney. They fought back and fought back, and this was going right down to the wire. It was a beauty, wasn't it? And uh, with about seven minutes remaining, Alex Johnston pulls the bunnies back. They set it up through Totola. The Panthers have prided themselves on defence. Yep. Can they possibly hold on? They've got four tackles inside their ten. Cody Walker to the oh! line. Goes out the back. The gag. Oh! Paulo! Johnson, in fact, scores in the corner. And Alex Reynolds. Johnson scores in the corner. And the groin, the most spoken about groin, has a kick from the touchline to level it up at 14-all. That, oh, by the way, listen, that was Finchie in the background there. <laughs> I told you he behaved himself. That one, he it was just too much. So now we've got the groin, the Mark Coyne. The Mark Coyne. From the sideline. Uh, and what's he kick at these days? About 80%, isn't yeah. he? Or career he's is He's the best about, in the game. Yeah, best in the game. So he's about 80%. And you can just write that script. You can write it. You know, 10 years, last game. And he puts this over to level things up in the grand final and take us into Golden Point. He goes into the game with a groin injury, but he still does the kicking. But did the groin injury have an impact on that last kick? He shoots it. It's the right angle too for him, a right foot round the corner kicker. He aims it out in front of the post and it comes around. 
the man who has scored the most points in the club's history. These are the most important two. Reynolds from the touchline. It's coming back. It's coming oh, back, but stays just... wide. Panthers 14, Rabbitohs 12. Four minutes remaining on the biz cover. .com.au business insurance made easy scoreboard. What do you say to yourself? Mm. What do you say to yourself? Gee, I felt for him. He's a great little fella. I don't know him. I've met him a couple of times. Don't know him, but he just seems to me like a really good, really good little fella, mm. you know, and a good, a really great, great family too. So I really felt for him, uh, poor old Adam Reynolds. And then they had a chance, didn't they? They And my little fella watching it with me, Joey, he's 12. He said, oh, well, no, 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 because he was going for Souths, right? Mm. I don't know why he was going for Souths. His teammate in the team I coach under 13s, his captain, is, is Nathan Cleary's cousin, first cousin, right? But he was rooting against him. He rooting against Barakin. him. Oh, because my my stupid brother had gotten his ear. Oh, I see. And my, he, my brother's sort of a South Sydney fan, and uh, he loves Adam Reynolds. So I think Joey, my boy, jumped on the bandwagon with Souths. And then my, other, my, my, my daughter, who's 14, and then my other little boy is eight. They're with me. We're riding the pennies home. And then Joey said, no, Dad, it was... If Adam goes for a two-point field goal, he's done it before this year. And he has, too. Mm. He kicked the very first one. He did. And he had a shot. He had a shot, but muffed it. Just didn't hit it sweetly. And um, and that was it. That was all she wrote. And uh, Premiership goes to Penrith. They've got four seconds to go. Isaiah Yo from dummy half. He gets tackled. And the Penrith Panthers of 2021 are your... NRL Premiers. They deserve to be, don't they? I think so. I think so too. Probably the best team of the last two years. Yeah. In when you look at that as a, a full picture. So for them to win a grand final, you have to say deserved. Oh, but, and, and how but how good was South Sydney? But the way Penrith have done it, and I was saying to you before we came on air, and and Listeners, give me a call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If if you know the answer to this, you you probably you might not. It's a, has any team ever in the history of this great game since we've had this final series, the way it is under the current structure, has, has any team only scored six tries in mm. four back to back finals games and lifted the trophy? It's quite remarkable. They scored one try beaten against Souths in week one. They scored one try to beat Parramatta week two. They scored two tries week three to beat Melbourne and uh, two tries last night to lift the Probe and Summons trophy. Mm. And that, again, just points to how good they are defensively. Cameron Seraldo, you should be banging on Brian Fletcher's door right now. Oh, if you're awake <laughs> or if Fletcher's awake, <laughs> Fletcher's probably, he's probably back in the... In the leather chair with the um, with the R.M. Williams up on mm. the mahogany desk at the moment, smoking a Cuban, Fletch, and I don't even know if he smoked. I don't think he does, but you know it's grand. It's it's you've won a grand final. I might ask Finchie too what Mad Monday is like, comparable, oh. comparable to just ending a season. I'd like his three Mad Mondays, and I won't. I won't. He's going to jump on the line shortly. I won't ask him this, but I'll ask you. Right? Imagine, right? So there's three different versions of Mad Monday, right? There's four. There's Wooden Spoon Mad Monday. <laughs> then there's the other fifty, the other fourteen teams. Mad Monday or thirteen teams? Mm. Hang on. Yeah. Then there's Grand Final Losing Team Mad Monday. 
And then there's Premier's Mad Monday. Mm. I reckon they'd all be very different, maybe. Yeah, how do you think you go with set? I think you'd need a couple of days. Oh, what? Almost to enjoy it properly. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It wouldn't be Monday if you know what I mean. No, no, you've got a leave pass. You have got the keys to the city, my boy. You've got the keys to Panthers, the whole lot. Oh, no, no, Panthers fine, but the Rabbitohs. Oh, right. The losers. He's coming on that down. Oh, no, same thing. You get a two-day leave pass, and they don't expect you home. Mm. I mean, you, you give the kids a call and the wife or your partner a call. but Let them know you're alive. Yeah, that's just for that. Let them know you've got a pulse still. But you generally get two days. But I reckon mm. premiership, um, and you'd have to speak to someone that's won a premiership. I won't ask where she is. But I think you get about a week. <laughs> See you later. And again, check in every couple of days just to let know that the pulse is there. Uh, interesting, isn't it? Uh, keep those texts coming through. What did Nathan say to Cody? What did Nathan say to Cody uh, that got him so heated after he threw that intercept pass? Uh, let us know. 0457 736 736. Up next, I'm going to have a chat to the man we've just been talking about, Brett Finch. Well, what a game, hey? What a uh, grand final. Uh, as I said earlier, they uh, certainly have saved, I think, the best until last. We had a, a season up and down, didn't we? Um, a season, I guess, of score blowouts, but then the finals really turned it on. Uh, they say that uh, defence wins big games. Well, Penrith can certainly uh, lay claim to that. Throughout the final series, they um, have had brick wall defence. In fact, throughout the season, the same can be said for that. Joining us on the line now is uh, Brett Finch, who's played in a few grand finals. He's won a premiership himself. Thanks for joining us, Finch. I mean, mate, what a game. You must have enjoyed calling that. Yeah, it was a beauty one, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how a season of so many tries and, and trying to speed the game up and and make it more uh, geared towards attack. There's no doubt the, the semi-finals were, were officiated like the game was a few years back, and it was just to drag them down, knock them out of fair. And, mate, you, you, with all the skill and talent and trick shots and, and all the, the things that go on the highlight reel, and you've been around footy yourself for a long time, mate, so is your family. There's no substitute for... You know, for, for guts and, and heart and being brave and tough and, and have mm. how much you actually want it and you're willing to sacrifice. And both teams showed that in, in bucket loads. And, and, it, and it was absolutely great to see. You know, Penrith had as much ball to win 10 games. You know, and the Bunnies, where we've been, I've certainly been critical in the past of, you know, they've had a mentality to, well, you score 20, we'll score 30. Mm. You know, their defence and... and and how hard they worked for each other was superb. But Penrith, they went the hard way. And look, they just beat Parramatta, just beat Melbourne. Uh, and again, I think they missed 50-odd tackles last night, but they kept working for each other and turning up for each other and, and never giving in. Uh, mm. And again, you're, you're right, well, like you said, defence in, in a season where it's all been attacking the records around try scoring for individuals and clubs, you know, in the end, defence wins premierships. And mm. uh, Penrith certainly deserved that. They were superb in the last month. It seemed, Finchie, that, that Penrith had a, a stack more ball. But but actually, the stats, when you look at them, I think they only had 52%. So not a whole lot more ball. But, you, you know, it, it's the transitions, isn't it? Um, both, yeah. great, both great kicking games, Nathan and Adam, right? Both had really good kicking mm. games. But it's the transitions where you turn that ball over, and, exactly. and 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 the other end of that argument is is your back three, and and they can negate another number seven's good kicking game, and 
um, that's where that's where Penrith were, were, were so much better, weren't they? You're hundred percent right, Lyle. And, and you know, you can turn an average attacking set into a great attacking set with a kick. And yeah. Nathan Cleary did that all game long. Their attack wasn't as good as it's been in the past, um, but he finished his set superbly with, with his kicks. And all night, South it would have been just like Groundhog Day. They were coming out of their own end, coming out of their own end. Mm. You know, in the first fifteen minutes, he got three repeat sets and and five repeat sets for the game. Mm. I don't think I got five repeat sets in fifteen years. <laughs> of first grade, you know, he, and he's done that in the grand final for yeah. a young kid. To come up with the right play, and, and I'll, I'll throw Jerome Luai in the mix too, because he, he did some lovely kicks in the second half as well. Mm. It, it just it, it put so much polish on their sets, some sets that weren't great attacking-wise, but finished with a high-quality kick and, and really just suffocated South. And I think they reminded me so much of Melbourne, and experienced teams do this where they, they realise that the ref, well, the ref's putting the whistle in his pocket. You know, he, mm. This is going to be a bit different. We're going to get a bit more time on the ground. We're going to get a bit more time to wrestle. And they used that to, to their advantage. Their line speed was great. They dominated South Ruck and really gave them no chance to build any momentum. Um, and it was a superb performance from them. They were fantastic. I don't think I've seen a, a kicking game as polished as that in, well, um, maybe even ever. Yeah, and, and, mate, and you know the best thing about it? He just, he comes up with a high percentage play. You know, there's no trick shots. There's no banana kicks, there's no chip and chase, you know, it's, you know, I'm going to put it there and I'm going to put it on the spot. And, mm. and the best thing about him is whether you give him all day to kick or whether there's three blokes coming down, he's breathing down his neck, putting kick pressure, he still executes it perfectly. Yeah. Um, and in the end, you know, that was the difference. And, and, and Nathan, I've seen him play far better games in attack, but his control and the way he finished their sets was the difference in the game. His kicking game was unbelievable. And to think it's, you know, He's only 23 years of age. Uh, it's an, an unbelievable performance. Mm. And he almost, you know, overcompensated, didn't he? Uh, you know, missed a few tackles too, but that's he's he's mm. got one shoulder, really. One's hanging by a thread, they, yeah. they reckon. Um, yeah, but what a game. And, and quite deserving that the Clive Churchill goes to, to Nathan. Mm. Who are some other players you, you thought maybe might have been uh, been in consideration for, for Clive Churchill medal? Yeah, I, I thought Isaiah yeah, was tremendous. Mm. He's so important to that game. Uh, and that, sorry, that team. And, and what I love about Penrith is that they're senior players, that they're leaders. They're mainly in the forward pack. So Coruscant and Fisher Harris and Yo and Capewell, you know, they set such a tough, solid standard for that team. Um, and it allows, you know, your Clearies and your uh, Jerome Luai's and to- these young kids to just play a bit of footy off the back. They were superb. Cam Murray was superb. I thought Katie Walker was tremendous mm. for limited opportunities with the ball. Um, he's trying, mate. That is one of the greatest grand final tries I've ever seen. Mm. Um, it was Laurie yeah, Daly like, wasn't it? It was, mate. And then remind me of the Stacey Jones's try in, in the A2 grand final against the Roosters. Um, and again, you know, I, I tipped me hats to Penrith. I was a part of a Roosters team. We they played four grand finals out of five years, early two thousands, and only won one. And I was a part of two grand finals. You lose, and you look back on history, and that team's never mentioned in history. What you know, mm. it's never, but we had great dominance for four or five years. Because you only win one, there's no, you don't get the recollection or, or the, the credit you deserve. Penrith have dominated for two years, and mm. I'm glad they've got themselves a ring to show for their hard work. Because um, again, like last year, they, they dominated last year, 17 in a row. So mm. um, you know they certainly deserve um, a ring, and they've worked hard for it. 
just shows you, doesn't it? You know, um, the history books. You, you don't really remember the runners-up, those that lost the grand finals, and, and you lost a couple there. And people will yeah. be talking about, about this great Penrith team. But um, they'll yeah. also know this grand final, probably, Finchie, uh, for that pass that, that Cody Walker threw. Um, yeah. Like it or not, that's going to be probably the takeaway from from that, that grand final. Um, I yeah. feel a bit for Cody, and he was playing so well. And I read an article today, up until about the 65th minute, he was probably riding contention for the Clive Churchill himself. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, if if Renee kicks that goal from the sideline and maybe knocks over you know, the windy next yeah. time or he gets a field goal, Cody probably gets the award. And one thing about Cody, they're not in the in the hunt without him either. You know, that mm. he scores a try after he throws that intercept. And that was on the back of unbelievable pressure from Penrith. That's what the pressure does because Cody realises, look, I'm going to have to have a shot out of my own end because... We're not getting any chances down there. So he's got to roll the dice, try and come up with a massive play. But to Cody's credit, and this shows the mentality of the player, he comes right back and sets up a try to give him a shot at the end of the game as well. So, um, you know, well, I know what Cody's like. He'll be blaming himself. Um, the season he had and the game he had, he should be extremely proud because a bit like Nathan Cleary last year mm. with the intercept, you know, like... They take it to heart and they blame themselves. But like last year, the Penrith wouldn't have been in that position without Nathan either. They're both players, um, and Cody especially, he had another marvellous year and should be proud of what he's done for the Bunnies. Can can Cody be as good as, as Cody has been without Adam Reynolds at the club? Well, it's really important what what the Bunnies put around him. What what, what Cody, why Reno is so important to Cody is because Reno takes care of all the organising, you know? And lets Cody play the way Cody does. Pick apart the team, take take opportunities when he sees it. He doesn't have to worry about organising. You know, he leaves that to Reno. So now with Adam gone, you don't want an inexperienced kid in there where Cody has to think he needs to do his job. You know, mm. um, so it's really important whoever they put in there, whether it's Milford or if Benji goes around again, or there's young Taffel or what mm. they do. But but you can't you know weaken a position to strengthen another one. You can't have Cody having to do the halfback play because he's not doing it properly because then that's going to take away from his strengths as, you know, one of the best five eights in our game. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think you can throw Milf. That's probably not his go, is it? The, the game yeah, management. Well, yeah, but I'll tell you what, you, it, it, it is something Benji could handle, you know, maybe. Oh, the only thing probably against uh, Benji is can, could he do it for 24 weeks yeah. at his age? You know, there's no mm. doubt this. We've seen Benji come in at times during the year and, and Cody went to fullback, especially early in the year. He was superb. So there's no doubt Benji still got it. Um, you know, the hard thing at, at that age to do it for, for 24 weeks. But that's it's really important whoever they put there knows that this is their job and they have to do that job because you don't want Cody having to do both jobs for the halves because then it's going to take his focus off, um, you know, that sort of uh, free footy or that ad-lib footy, heads-up footy that he's so good mm. at playing. It just uh, a remarkable end of the season and season for, for South Sydney, you know. Um, 50 points put on them a couple of times and everyone was saying no. Yeah. And, and then no Latrell. Yeah. And again, people were saying, well, well, now it's definitely no. But there was only two, yeah. two points in it. Two points in it, you know. It's a game of split seconds, you know. A couple more inches lofted on that pass from Cody. Or, or if, if Adam puts that, that last-ditch uh, kick over and we could be talking mm. about South Sydney being... Um, being the Premier's, um, a, a crazy, crazy sort of game, wasn't it? Um, let me ask you this. If Latrell, it's hypothetical, it's a what if, it's probably a stupid yeah. question, but I'll ask it anyway. If Latrell plays, are Penrith still the champs? 
Uh, well, I hate to talk in hypothetical. Yeah, I know. But I tell you what, Latrell does give them. A lot of times, people think, "Oh, you lose Latrell, you lose that X factor and the ability to tries and things like that." Of course, you do. Yeah, but I what Latrell does, and which they missed last night, is bringing the ball back. Yeah. You know, he's such a big body wire that you're not going to ragdoll him like they did with Young Taff. And I'll give credit to Taff; he kept coming all night long. I thought he, he was tremendous mm. for a kid in his ninth game. But what Latrell does is he carries the ball so strong and starts your set so well. Um, you're on the front foot straight away. And what it then does too is, for someone like Nathan Cleary, he's got to readjust his kicking because he can't, well, I can't kick it to Latrell. Mm. You know what I mean? Where, mm. you know, with a young fullback and, and a young winger, certainly on Paul on that edge, mm. you know, virtually, you know, Nathan had 70% of the field where he could land his kicks because he, he had the two targets to go at. With Latrell, you know, you've you got to, be careful of what kick you do because if you don't get it right, he's bringing it back and he can hurt you. So yeah. there's no doubt that was uh, a huge loss for him. But, you know, I was with you. Uh, once they lost him, I didn't even think they'd go anywhere near the grand final. So mm. uh, any of the South supporters, they should be extremely proud. And and, and if you're a Penrith supporter, mm. you know, you're over the moon and rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. And just with that hypothetical in Latrell, I know it's a bit of a stupid thing, but, you know, my opening question to you, and I think we're on the same page there, that Penrith's, Penrith's back three were a lot more, uh, made a lot more impact, didn't they? A lot more damaging than yeah. South Sydney's back three. And that may well be where the game was decided. And uh, you throw A hundred percent. And that was so important. That's where they dominated. The kick chase plus one and two, the first couple of tackles, they won them virtually every time. Mm. And what Penrith did, I think they realised that they shifted Crichton out of the centres. And Crichton's probably a better centre than Monroski, but he's a better winger than what they've got. He's a big body. He carries the ball strong. Um, they moved him to the wing for that reason. And, um, to start their sets. And, you know, obviously, Mum is a, a really good, solid centre. Mm. Did a good job defensively. But but you're right. It's such an important start. A part, important part of our game now is starting our sets. Uh, Toto's obviously one of the best in the game, but they've really had a huge advantage in that department, Ben. Oh, and what a game from Toto. What a season. And, and what an ending to uh, proposing to his girlfriend um, after the grand final there on the pitch. I mean, you've got to be a bit creative, haven't you, when you do uh, propose. I've only done it once, and I won't be doing it again. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you that nah. right now. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you Mate, propose? You what, <laughs> if he, 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 what if she said no? That would have put a bit things, wouldn't it? G- but hang on. What if, what if they lose? Was the proposal going ahead as well anyway? Yeah, I don't know. Well, where was the ring as well? Did he have played in his sock? Well, I don't I, know. Mate, the, if the grand finals I played, they just consumed my whole thinking <laughs> that week. So, And that just goes to show the young kids these days, he's relaxed, he has fun. Yeah. You know, not only is he planning on running for 250 metres in the grand final, he's prepared, uh, planning a proposal, and he, he pulled them both off. So well done. Oh, man. what a double hit. What a double hit. And finally, yeah. mate, the refereeing, the, the, the whistleblower, Jared Sutton, it's good that we're not talking about the refereeing, are we? So he must have had a good game I think but sort of put the whistle away in the second half is is that the way we yeah. should we should see the games being played during the regular season next year or refereed rather yeah again well I've got no problem with how we ref but my problem is it's totally different to how all these rules were put in place this year you know yeah. um it was refere in the back end of the season once you know there's no more blowouts um you know the, the rucks were a lot more scrappier and, and slower which is okay um again it's probably not something we've seen all year but um, you know, one thing you get in those big games, and, and which we should have, is, is that you let the players decide it, and that's that's what happened. One of the all-time great grand finals, Finchie, huh? Certainly was, mate. You know, they had it all the same storylines in it with Wayne, and mm. um, you know, obviously with Nathan and Ivan, and 
COVID all year, and, and it was an absolute beauty. We had one of the best grand final tries and, and an absolute ripper of a game. So, yep. a perfect way to, to end a, a crazy season. And, um, you know, Penrith, uh, I'm sure they're celebrating right now, and rightly so. Well, Finchie, you've been great all season, mate, as well. So, uh, well done to you, and, and thanks uh, for, for all your time as well when you've, you've joined me from time to time as well, mate. And thanks for joining me tonight on, on Higher Ground. Anytime. Uh, my pleasure, mate. It's time for an NRL transfer update with thanks to CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Yes, indeed. Uh, time to talk a bit of transfer time. And uh, although we don't have an official well, transfer window as such, do we? Um, like uh, other sports do. There are players still going here, there and everywhere uh, now that the uh, the season has, uh, has wound down. And also... Um, Players are free to negotiate from November 1, aren't they? Or That's at least right. talk with other clubs. Uh, players who are off at the end of next season uh, from November 1, they are free to go and start negotiating beyond that. So then we have the situation where a player could uh, play for your club, let's say Parramatta Eels, next season for the whole season. But you can know, let's say even in December of this year, that uh, let's say if it were Dylan Brown is playing with Canberra the following season. So you've got to sit back and um, and cheer for Dylan uh, for 12 months or for a whole season, knowing that he won't be at your club beyond that. And it's been a bit of a, um, I don't know, a, picking, a bone to pick over, hasn't it, for, for a number of years now, that this can sort of happen. Because mm. um, it doesn't feel right, does it, when you know your star player is, is heading off to a new club the year after this season, and you know even before this season starts. So it's... Um, it's something that probably needs to be addressed at some point. And there's, I think, growing push, isn't there, for a, mm. you know, a transfer window as such, like a, a silly season where do what you like. You know? yeah. um, you've got two weeks to do it, get it done, and, and shush, leave us alone. <laughs> leave us alone. I'm reading today, um, as I touched on earlier, uh, you guys sending texts through. Thank you for that. I'll get through a couple more of those as well. Um, uh, this one, Steve from Padstow again. He says, Chris, loved your footy show this season. Tune in next season. Uh, I hope you do, mate. I, I really do. I, I appreciate you. Um, appreciate that compliment. So uh, great to have you listening, mate. And we're not quite sure what's happening um, next season as yet, but we will when we know, you'll know. That's right. Fingers crossed we will be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you and me yeah. and this studio and, and these guys up there because they, <laughs> like, yeah, they like it, don't you? <laughs> well, well, when I know, you'll know. I'll put out a press release. Yes, I will put out a Sign it myself and put our some of these whistles very loudly. Up oh, there. that's Dave. Oh, okay. Rooster's gone. <laughs> that's why he got barred. That's why I told you to redline right. him and tell the security guard not to let him in. But with the COVID, every week we're getting a different security guard every week, and he doesn't know that Dave is not supposed to be in here anyway. Uh, we'll sort all that stuff out. That's yeah. Now, um, Tyrone Peachy is expected to finalize his future over the next week. He is fielding two-year offers, it's understood, between West Tigers and Canberra. Tyrone Peachy. So Tigers that reportedly, this is from, where is this from? NRL.com. Tigers reportedly offering 400 a season for Tyrone Peachy. Hmm. I'd be taking that. If, or uh, he can go to Canberra for about 350, so 50,000 less. Where do you go? You, you go to Canberra, don't you? Or not? Oh, or not? You might choice. see you might see a rosy future at West Tigers. I don't think either club's going to improve 
next season. If that's what you're looking at, if you're looking at a team that's going to take in the top eight. I'm asking you, I'm asking the listeners too. Right now, I wouldn't have either of them in the top eight. I think the West Tigers probably have a little more um, potential on their roster. Players who could grow into star players, guys like Dan Laurie, Luciano. um, And also, do you want want to play for Ricky or you want to play for Madge? Um, So that's... That's what Tyrone has to mm. has to work out. Now, it's all a little bit intertwined as well with uh, the Gold Coast Titans, Tyrone's current club. Um, and obviously, the Titans have told Peach, don't worry, you can go, just go. Mm. We, we don't need you anymore or whatever. But uh, Jamal Fogarty, um, and he's their co-captain too, isn't he, at the Titans? It's understood that, well, he may have played his last game for the club. But he's still got two seasons to go on his contract. Fogarty has been linked with the Raiders as a replacement for George Williams. Um, but the Titans have made it clear, or rather had made it clear, they'd not released the 27-year-old. And that News Corp is now reporting that Titans have softened their stance and have given Fogarty permission to negotiate with rival clubs. This article goes on to say it comes after the 24 hours of talks between Gold Coast and Fogarty's manager over a possible release given the club has indicated that rookie Toby Sexton will get the first shot in the number seven jersey next year. Canberra hooker Josh Hodgson was reportedly offered up to the Titans in a potential swap deal for Fogarty. But Gold Coast's change of heart on Fogarty clears the way for him to make the move to Canberra without the need now for a swap deal. Well, this is all very confusing, isn't it? Ricky Stewart, uh, Raiders coach, has been on the hunt for a seven. We know that. Uh, Warriors half, Chanel Harris-DeVita and Parramatta 5'8", Dylan Brown have both been linked to the Raiders as well as Fogarty. And Stewart is said to be a fan of um, the 41 game of Fogarty Mm. and is ready to table him a two-year offer. Okay. Uh, As for the Titans, um, Coach Justin Holbrook is tipped to play AJ Brimson Brimson at 5'8". To make room for Jaden Campbell at fullback. Well, Campbell has to play. That's right. Has to, has to be fullback, starting fullback for a few years to come. Sexton to be given the number seven jersey. That would leave Fogarty in reserve grade. And I think he's uh, too good to be in reserve grade. I think he's an NRL player, Fogarty. I'd agree with that. From what I've seen. Mm. So uh, it would probably look like Fogarty may be going to Canberra and his teammate Peach might end up there with him. Um, the Canberra Titans. Well, Titans link. Uh, yes. Uh Scott Sattler has worked for the Titans, hasn't he? Way back when. Mm. He spoke to Joel, was it this afternoon, yeah, was it? He Joel spoke to Joel about all of this stuff. I like it because he adds another point of attack. And I think the way the number 13 is going, I yep. think it'd be perfect. I, I, I love the West Tigers. I love Michael McGuire. I thought at times they get really predictable in, in attack. Yep. Yeah, second man play for a second man play, trying to be too confusing and boring. But I think he adds another point of attack. I think he adds a, take some pressure off you know, guys like Brooks and Dewey. So I, I don't actually don't mind it. Okay. Yeah, the reason why he couldn't start the Gold Coast is because basically just asking too much money and they didn't have it. Right. Yeah, it led to believe that Fogarty is any day will be in Canberra and Hodgson will any day maybe be at the Gold Coast as a as a swap. So it's uh, not a bad swap, mm. I think, for the Gold Coast and Canberra. And the West Tigers, I don't think, I don't mind that. I like it. Well, there you are. There's Sats uh, talking uh, to um, Joel Kane this afternoon about that. And um, he, he was sort of saying there that he thinks Peachy could be a, a good pickup for mm. West Tigers and uh, add something um, to, to their attack, which I can sort of understand that as well. Keep those texts coming through. We're going to talk a bit more about expansion too uh, a little bit later on. It's coming up to 18 minutes past nine. We're here until, how long are we here for? 18 minutes oh, past, past 10. 10. Yeah.
Well, this clock hasn't changed. That's a worry in a radio station. Does that mean that we are going to be doing an extra hour? <laughs> I'm telling you, in front of me, this clock says 9.17 and 53 seconds. Well, it's good in here. We've actually got two different clocks You've got telling one behind two me. different You're and at. It's, a different, it's telling a different time. Right. That's a bit of a worry. Well, and you should have two oh, hang on, clocks. There's yeah, clock exactly. Here. You have two different times. This one in front says of you nineteen there. past ten and twenty-one seconds. This one says eighteen <laughs> past nine and ten seconds. So who am I to believe? That's making your job very easy. God, and you've got one up there different again. No, that's the, that's the that's same, the as, same that. as that. Oh, so you're nineteen past. You're nineteen as... past ten. <laughs> you're nineteen past ten. Depends which part of the studio. Oh, my you're in, iPhone what time is, is nineteen past ten. This one here in front of me, though, is 18 so, past nine. That's the culprit. Well, we got to talk to someone about this. <laughs> Honestly. There's got to be an investigation into this. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is absolute. What century are we working in? This is supposed to be high-tech radio. And we've got clocks at a different times. And you want me to hit my out time at the right time mm. for the advertisements and all that? My Lord. Hillstorm Marone here. Uh, Hillary, she won't mind what time it is um, there in Gippsland, Victoria. Well, it's the same time as us, isn't it? It is. Whichever one you want, you can have. Um, and Hillstorm Marone, uh, Hillary says, I'm starting to get sick of hearing best team in two years. Well, you've been saying that. I have been you've saying been that. You've been saying that. If so, they should have won the grand final last year and broken all the records the Storm did this year. Hillstorm makes a valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 different records comes to mind. Really? 16 records? Oh, what, over the two years? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, well, okay, so they had the unbeaten run. Unbeaten. Point scoring. Probably, yeah. I'd say probably their point differential. I'm not going to argue. I, I, she look, knows I, stuff, She right? would know. Yeah, yes. She would know. Okay, I'll take the 16 records. So she's fed up with you, not me. You, you yeah, well, you've been saying enough. they're the best team of two years. Right? I said the best team won this year. And they did because they're the premiers. If Cody's pass came off, Wabbits were on a roll. Panthers were gone. Reptile will agree with me. And my Finch Pie too, probably. <laughs> Finch Pie, Finchy and Hillary got something going on, have they? Oh, no. The term of endearment, Finch Pie. Yeah. Finchy Pie. Like Cutie Pie. Well, Finchy was part of that fantastic storm side of... 2009. Oh, that's probably where Which Hillary's I think is where Hillary's the, the rapport, affection. The rapport. For, yeah. The Finchie. Effect, and, and he's a very likable guy. Oh, yeah. He absolutely is. Lovable guy. Lovable guy. What are you doing over there? Do you only push something you shouldn't have pushed? No. Like the mm. clock reset. Clock correction. Uh, keep in touch with us. Keep those texts coming through. Uh, we're having a bit of fun here tonight. Uh, we will be doing Rocket Man. Now, that's our equivalent of Dally M's, right? The Rocket Man. And we'll be doing that uh, in the next hour. We're going to be talking also uh, to Greg McCallum. But with Rocket Man, um, it was touch and go. And I'll, I'll explain that to you. So basically, um, basically, Tommy Turbo was nine points clear of Nathan Cleary in second position. But as we know, Tommy bowed out, well, last weekend, the weekend before, last weekend. Okay. And... We know that the points, the three, two, and one, they are doubled for semifinals and they are trebled for the grand final. So if Nathan Cleary is man of the match, he gets nine points mm. in the grand final and would equal Tommy Turbo. Yeah. But then because he's the last man standing on countback, he would be 
given Rocket Man. Right. So the three, two, and the one, or the nine, six, and three, six and three, are going to be crucial mm-hmm. when the votes are coming in later on this show. Stay tuned. Elton's not here. I couldn't get him. Oh, I might. I, might I tried. A... I tried. I did all that I could. Did all that I could. But... Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, at least I bloody, at least I made some sort of effort. Hey, at least I made the effort and made the call. I might, right? have, a little, might have a little surprise for you later on. No way. Mm, maybe. Really? Yeah. In this building? Not not in the building. Oh. But, but uh, someone sent us a, a little cheerio. Oh, how good's that? Yeah. So wow. We'll stay tuned for that. Oh, I'm going to stay here for sure. If I had the Rocket Man tune, I'd probably play it to the break. You're listening to Higher Ground. And uh, again, good evening to you, wherever you might be tuning in. Uh, you Penrith fans, I imagine you are still celebrating. I certainly would be. And uh, commiserating South Sydney, uh, as, as we've been saying all night. You know, a, a wonderful season. <sighs> Sounds cliche, and it is. There can only be one winner, but it was a great grand final. And both clubs should be immensely proud. As we know, all the fanfare about Adam Reynolds and Wayne Bennett leaving. Also, no Dane Gagai next year. He goes on. So too does Jaden Sewer. He goes down to the Dragons. And uh, one of our callers tonight was pointing out, look, uh, Penrith, there's, there's a few players leaving their club as well. So it will be a different team next year at the foot of the mountains. But it'll still be, uh, I think, a very, very talented team um, with the nucleus there. But Matt Burton is a big loss. Mm. And I, I wonder... Is it possible for Matt Burton to go to Trent Barrett and the Bulldogs and say, can we just renegotiate this a bit, please? Because he is three times the player he is now. His his stakes or, or prices, mm. stocks have gone through the roof than when he signed to join the Bulldogs. Not many of us knew much about Matt Burton, did we? Mm. No, we didn't. I wonder if that's reasonable. I think it is reasonable. No? No, that's the contract you signed and... We're holding you to it because we showed good vision and we believed in you. I think that's, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Burton could have backed himself. He didn't have to sign that contract. No. If he thought he was going to get enough What minutes. did he sign, two or three, do you know? Can't uh, remember. Three, I think. Really? Yeah. So, and, you know. I think you, maybe was... you, can, you can maybe negotiate after year one, maybe. Let's have a chat about it because, mm. uh, as you, I don't know. Yeah, well, I bet well, he wishes. player power now. Mm. You can... Force your way you out. You can do it if you yeah. want. Yeah. You can force your way out. What's a contract anyway? <laughs> What's it? <laughs> What's a contract worth? <laughs> Hear that? See that? <laughs> now look at that. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, Matt Burton. Anyway, so what, where was I going there? So yeah, uh, Penrith losing a few players as well, um, and Kurt Catewell. He's going to be a big loss, you know. Mm. He he's underrated. Well, well, he's not underrated. He's, but he's going to be a big loss. Yeah. They picked him up from Cronulla. Cronulla didn't want Kurt Catewell, and he's off to Brisbane next year. Brett Naden is going to Canterbury as well with um, Matt Burton. Good backline Canterbury put together. Oh, is it what? I don't know if there's, <laughs> don't think there's anything in front of them. I can't see him wearing the six, though. For me, he's mm. a he's a out-and-out centre. Yeah. But he's about six foot four. He'll be the biggest five-eighth in the history of the game. He's he, be, bigger than Freddie. Mm. Big left foot step like Freddie. I, yeah, oh, geez. Uh, and whoever there's halfback next year at Canterbury, they'll be rubbing their hands, rubbing their hands, won't they? Now, listen, just on this expansion, there's an article um, that News Corp has struck a deal with the NRL to tip in 
$75 million over a five-year period um, to help prop up the 2023 Redcliffe expansion. So currently, the clubs are all a little bit itchy, a bit nervous about, well, hang on, if a new club comes in, what happens to the pie? The pie gets sliced up into an extra slice. You know if you're slicing a pizza, right? Mm. Well, it's generally all even, isn't it? But when you've, if you've got an even number, you know, you roll the thing across and... I like doing that, actually, when I make my own pizzas. It's very hard to do 17 pieces, though, isn't it? Mm. You could do 16 or 18, easy. But anyway, you get my, my analogy. Yeah, drift. Yeah. Uh, they need that pizza pie to be larger, right? So the slice doesn't get smaller. You, you with me? I'm, I'm hearing you. Pi R squared, right? The radius, and, <laughs> yeah, two times the diameter, <laughs> circumference, all that. Anyway, so the clubs are a bit worried, aren't they, that their pie slice is going to shrink. But this deal will see each club, um, well, the fifteen million per year basically will cover, will cover the next uh, the new club. Mm. So the pie won't the pie has grown, mm. the pie has grown, and there'll be a, an extra slice of revenue of about two million dollars per year for the uh, NRL or the ARL Commission. So this is all about to be um, approved, I believe. Um, it goes on to say here that it'll all happen this week. Still a couple of meetings to go. Um, but that's the latest, $75 million. Coming in from News Corp uh, into the next broadcast deal over five years. So basically that will cover because each club gets $13 million mm. every year. Mm. Not bad, is it? You get $13 million. Here's a grant every year, $13 million. Your salary cap's 9 or 10, mm. 10.25 or whatever it is. Mm. So you're automatic, automatically three million in the oh, black up. Mm. It's not it's bad not, business, is it? No. Oh, and then you can go and get the revenue from ticket sales and sponsorship and match day revenues. Make you wonder how so many how were making a loss broke. for so long. I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. Anyway, so Wayne is Wayne. Do you like the name Wayne? Oh, when it's applied to probably the best coach in in her all history. Mm. Yes, I'm just asking you. Fine. <laughs> Do you like the name Shane? Shane Hayne. Oh. Anyway, Wayne, um, he was asked some questions on, on his future. Wayne Bennett we're talking about, obviously. The result tonight, will it have any bearing on what you decide to do in the future? How, how would that, why would it have any bearing on what I'm going to do? Maybe, you know, choose to go on or you choose to go well, I've made no choices yet. I mean, you obviously, Wayne, it's not the end for you, though, is it? You plan to go on and you've got... Pete, I've told you a thousand times. When I know what the plan is, I'll let you know. Do you know what the plan is, Wayne? There's something formulating in my mind, but I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I have a number of options on the table, and I just don't know what I'll do or what I won't do right now. And today is not a good day, and tomorrow will not be a good day. The state of mind I'll be in is to make decisions about my future. So I'll just sit on for a couple of weeks, but I, I respect enormously South and what they've done for me. I, if they think I've done something for them, they've done a lot for me as well. And um, so I won't do anything without talking to South first and foremost. They've been really good for him, South. He's been really good for them as well. Um, he's never been out of work. So is he going to... Co- do you think he might stick around at South as a, a, a head head of football for a year over Jason Demetrio to introduce Jason to, to the big league? I don't know whether that would work. That's Do what you? I well when I heard him speaking last night. That's, that's they're, they're the dots I joined. Mm. But can you also start preparing this Redcliffe team if that happens, which I think it will. Mm. You know what he's going to do. I reckon he's going to double dip. I reckon he's going to stay on at Souths 
and get some get some wedge from them. Okay, and he's going to be um, head of football, I think, for Souths for mm. a year over Demetrio. All the while putting things together for for the new um, Southeast Queensland club. It sounds like a very nice plan. Could you slip in three Origin games there? Just well, he's helping well, he, out Billy. Maybe making a few phone calls, do a Zoom. Of course you talk could. To the players. Of course yeah. you could. Yeah, um, you could, couldn't you? So you're getting three payments. Mm. <laughs> Makes perfect oh, it sense. It always comes back to that with you. Because it is? The language of love. And I'm glad you're still with us. Hope you're enjoying your, um, well, what do we call this? We can't call it um, what's, well, the day after grand final, the, 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 the night after, the morning after the grand final. Hope you're having a nice day anyway. You, um, you're probably sporting a, a bit of a headache if, uh, if you're that way inclined. Uh, that's all right. Now, a lot of our listeners, are, they, we're, we're all in the same boat. Uh, Warren from Blacktown, he says he, he thought Kikau was unbelievable. He looks a bit like Michael Johnson, the uh, 100 meter, yeah. The yeah, upright running style. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I the can size see that. too. The, I mean, the sprinters these days are big boys, aren't they? Mm. Oh, they don't just. And he's yeah. got that big racing stripe down the middle, <laughs> that peroxide long <laughs> racing stripe. How much Makes him go faster. The go faster stripe. <laughs> well, that's a chat for another day. What about, what about guys with spoilers on the back of their cars? Are you not a fan of that? Oh, my. God. Oh. Well, well, hang on. You can't do more than 80 kilometres an hour anyway, or 110. What's that spoiler do? <laughs> Are you going to tell me the aerodynamic wind flow over that car is going to give you more stability? No? Anyway. <laughs> this is all from Warren from Blacktown. Kick out. Racing stripe. <laughs> and we go on to that. I don't want to talk about Wood duck of the season, okay? Wood duck of the season. Now, every week we've uh, been giving out this stupid... Sound like Gus now. Stupid looking mass, right? Daffy. I tell you what, I tell you what, it stinks too because we send it out. They wear it. Doesn't stink. We've been cleaning it. It hasn't been cleaned this week. Who had it last week? Can't remember. We send it out each week and it comes back. It's basically for the wood duck of the week. We've done something stupid. So I've had it. Um, Referees have had it. Who's that? One of the refs had it a couple of times. Um, Henry Perinara. Henry had it a couple of times. Yeah. Henry had it. Josh Dugan's had it. I think oh, he's Dugans had it a is a nominee. Um, yes, yes, yes. Justin Olam, he got it week one for playing the ball uh, east-west instead of facing north-south. Another nominee. Wasn't that a terrific... Well, it spawned the award. So yes. just a, a magnificent moment in a terrific season of, you know, a couple of incidents the, like that. Bunker officials have got it as well, so you, you get the you mm. get the gist of it all. Um, so we're going to have Wood Duck of the season, Wood Duck of the season, and we've got some new we've got actually got some new nominees as well. <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week, uh, late late nominees, late nominees for Wood Duck of the season. So those that have won the award this year, they're automatically in mm. the in the mix in the pot. In the pot, they're nominees, right? Um, there's one from last week, Cheese and Munster. Cheese and the Munster. So would that be a joint award? Who's the other bloke? Chris Lewis. Was it Chris Lewis? Yeah, Chris Lewis. Why? We don't know much about him. Why have cameras in there doing that? Why do that sort of thing in the first place? What, dance around white powder? If you are going to do that sort of thing, why have cameras in the room with you? Well, yeah. Or don't do that sort of thing. 
Uh, we're from different eras, though, I guess. Anyway. Can, can I put another you can? nominee Please. with uh, white powder related? Oh, God. Are Reece, we talking? Reece it's Walsh. not drugs, is it? Just white powder. Just yes? white powder. Oh, uh, Reese Walsh. Reese. So told to, uh, and, you know, young guy, I understand we all make, but obvious nominee, when you're asked to move on by police yes. with said white powder in your pocket yeah, it does and powder, you refuse powder. to move on, yeah. There's only going to be oh, one result, isn't wow. there? It's just oh, what's the sheer saying? stupidity. Can't put brains in statues. Wow. He's got such lively eyes, Reese. If, you so would if think the police came up to me and said, move on, and I'm carrying a white powder, mm. whether it's whatever, I'd probably move on. I'd be running the other way, yeah. I think. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, he's in there too, Reese. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the Wood Duck of the Year Award, though. Now, there's been another nominee uh, this is this has come from you, and you've picked this up through the week, and you've brought it to my attention, mm. and you asked me to rubber stamp it to throw it in there. I am a little bit reluctant to because it's the boss of the rugby league. He's a very good man. He's a very good administrator, and I don't really want to be saying bad things about Peter Volandis. It's not a bad thing. It's very much in the spirit of the award. Okay, we've had some other people in charge of this great game of ours in 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 the past decade or more. <laughs> Um, one of our CEOs, he was a he was a banker, wasn't he? Uh, Dave Smith. Dave Smith. Do you remember mm. uh, the old Benji Barber? Benji Barber. He mixed up Benny right. Barber and Benji Marshall, and you know, I guess it can happen. What was that 2013? We all make mistakes, don't we? I mean, we all make mistakes, right? Then there was, and I do too. I'm not. I do too. I'm not infallible, mm. right? Um, then there was Peter Beattie, and that was probably more recent, wasn't it? He. Um, was asked by Phil Gould, if I was to ask you, Peter, this was live on Channel 9, could you tell me the um, the nickname of the Cronulla Sutherland side? Is it Sharks or is it Seagulls? And uh, to which Peter answered, I, I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so we've had some really smart people involved <laughs> in our game. But I don't want to group Peter Vlandis with those, because Peter Vlandis, he's a sharp, he's a sharp tool. But I will say this, live TV, mm. live on stage, you can have a memory fade out. You really can. It can get to you. I have them quite regularly. Mm. Peter Vlandis at Dally M Awards, and you'll probably remember this, he was asked to read out the points. I think it was for the final round. Mm. The first name he was reading out, was Josh Aloye. One vote. Oshay Oloye. Yes, Josh Aloye, the man, manly prop. Yes, Josh Aloye. One vote. Oshay Oloye. I don't know It just how. gets me every time I listen to it. It's brilliant. Oh, dear. It's we can't give, superb. can we? No, okay, we can't. Can, can, I, can I just cap off the story? Josh Aloye. One vote. Oshay Oloye. Can, can I just cap off that story? Yeah. So Josh, to his credit, has taken it in his stride. He's yeah. changed. Shut he's changed his name on Twitter to oh, Oshay Ole. Brilliant! Absolutely terrific! Brilliant! A good, brilliant. fair play to him. Brilliant! All right, um, oh, we can't do that, Peter Vlandis, right now because he's a um, late nominee, but a, not a late nominee. But no way are we doing that. <laughs> um, are we going to give it out? Yeah. I'm going to give it to the guy that had about 16 COVID breaches this year. <laughs> and he's had about 62 other breaches of all sorts of breaches over the past year. 
I'm going to give this year's Wood Duck of the season. He won't be playing with Cronulla next year. Mm. It goes to... It goes to... Josh Dugan, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to uh, Higher Ground. It is now time for this. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me round and get to find. I'm not the man that think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Is uh, this is the moment we've all been all been waiting for? We had the Dally M's last year, and uh, Rocket Man. It was introduced this year in line with Higher Ground. Rocket Man, you get it, scaling great great heights up here in the in the stratosphere, if you know what I mean. And Elton John, he said we can use his song, no problem with that. We didn't have to pay for any any royalty fees or license fees for um, said use of Rocket Man. So our thanks to Elton John. Uh, really do appreciate it, Elton, that you have in, uh, enabled us to go ahead with this award. So we've given out three, two, and one each weekend. Just three players each weekend get a three, a two, and a one. Now into the semi-finals, unlike the Dally M's, the antiquated Dally M's, we actually uh, we continue voting right throughout the final series, and we don't just continue voting throughout the final series. We increase the votes. So a semi-final is now worth not three, two, and one. It is worth six, four, and two points. Mm. I'll go even further. If your team is good enough to get to the grand final, well, that enables your best player in the voting to not get double points, but the grand final Rocketman points are mm. trebled. So not three, two, and one, not six, four, and two, but nine, six, and three. Are you all with me? Yes? All following still. So, going into the preliminary final last weekend, Tommy Turbo was on 22 Rocketman points. Way ahead. Way ahead of his next nearest competitor. Nathan Cleary, going into last week's prelim final, was on 11 points. 11 points. So last weekend in the prelim final, Manly lost. Tom Turbo got zero points. Last week in the prelim final, Nathan Cleary was voted the third best player and got two points. Two points. Taking Cleary's tally going into the grand final to 13 Rocketman points. Tom Turbo, still ahead by nine Rocketman points. A gap of nine. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, nine. Turbo streets ahead. 
But there is nine points up for grabs in the grand final. If you're man of the match, you will get nine points. I'll defer now to my esteemed colleague here in the higher ground judging room. If indeed Cleary was to get all nine points, that would level him with Tommy Turbo mm. on 22 Rocketman points. I'm deferring now to you. How does the count back work? So because Cleary's points were gained at a more vital stage in the season, if he was to tie Tommy, he would win the award because Tommy has only wow. picked up three points in the final series and Cleary, yeah. if he was to pick up the nine points yeah. from the grand final. And he's still standing. Is up. I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's how it works. We we place higher yeah. precedence on the longer finals you games. go. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, okay. Here we go. Here we go. The numbers are in. The votes are in. They're all locked in. Um, I will go through one, two, and three points, or in this case, three, six, and nine points in the Rocketman standings. Three points. All right, so this is your normal, your one point. Your three points go to... Adam Reynolds from South Sydney. Adam Reynolds from South Sydney. Get your three points. Get your three points, Adam Reynolds. Your six points. Six points is a lot of points. Mm. Six points from the grand final from Penrith. Isaiah Yo. That's it. Not necessarily. It's quietened down up there, David. Your nine points. Nine points from the grand final. From Penrith Panthers, ladies and gentlemen. Nathan Cleary. Well done. Well done. I mean, he's come from literally no, I know. He's come from the clouds. Nathan Cleary has come from the clouds. Uh, Tommy Trebojevic, he might have got the Dally M, but Nathan Cleary is our rocket man. Let's hear now from the man himself, Elton John. Hey, we got a big call out for Nathan Cleary. Who's run a rocket man award in someone's honour. I don't know who. Anyway, congratulations from your Iowa Grand Gang. You're obviously the one for the future. You've had a terrific season, and I'm going to keep my eye on you. Anyway. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Touchdown, bring me around and get to fine Not that man you think I am at all Oh, you're the rocket man Rocket man burning out a fuse of hair alone Congratulations Yes, well done. Oh, Elton. Um, I think, Elton, do you know what? I don't think you lost me at double points. Who sent that in? <laughs> Someone wrote a text. Yeah. Well, basically, instead of three, two, and one, you get six, four, and two in a semi final. And then it's trebled in the grand final. You get nine, six, and three. Um, Elton, John, I don't think Elton's been um, playing by our six pack rule. 
Do you know? I really don't think he'll. I think he's had a few. He's, he sounded a bit more like Benny Hill than Elton John. <laughs> Well done to Nathan Cleary. He is Rocket Man for 2021, awarded to by Elton John. This is Higher Ground. And I hope you're enjoying the show. We're having a little bit of fun here, taking the mickey, if you don't mind. Uh, the Elton John uh, Rocket Man Award has gone to Nathan Cleary, so not Tommy Turbo. Mm. He pegged him back, getting triple points in the grand final yesterday and somehow uh, tied with Tommy Turbo, but got it on countback because he was the last man mm. standing. Um, this text here, there's no name on it. Um, is that Elton John or Joe Cocker? <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound like Elton, did it? Because it was a very much a Northern English accent. And Elton's from, um, from a, well, the London region mm. on the outskirts, Wimbledon. Uh, Wimbledon or thereabouts there. is Elton. So uh, anyway, but he did, maybe he had had a six pack or a nine pack. <laughs> um, what do we got here? Uh, Chris and the Mad Seal. The Mad Seal. Why are they calling you the Mad Seal? Well, he's the mad a Russian. dedicated listener to the show, Tom, yeah, uh, to the Tom. station, Tom, if he's picked that up. So Fletch has started, Fletch and Joel, well, Fletch started, he started calling me the seal because it was a song going around while he was at school, Alex the Seal. Okay. Uh, right. so now so and I call you the mad Russian. And he's combined that. That's right, very that's well right, done, Tom. That's all right. Um, a Wood Duck of the Year nominees, some of the journos at the post-game press conferences for the stupid questions they have asked the coaches and captains from mm. Tom. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yes, I, I agree. So, well, some uh, some are more silly than others. I, I uh, do understand you with that. Um, hi, Warren from Blacktown. Everyone raves about Melbourne, but Penrith were cruising to the minor premiership. Cleary was heading towards the Dally M ahead of Tommy Turbo. And the mid-season origin destroyed all of that. That's from uh, Warren from Blacktown. Well, you do raise a few points there, Warren. And uh, thank you, mate, for listening to the show uh, throughout the season. This is our final um, rugby league version of higher ground. Uh, But as I said, we're going to come back bigger Mm. and better. And I think we are. I don't know, actually. I'm making this up on the run. But I think we're going to have a hybrid or an evolved version. We'll still be here Mondays, Wednesdays nights. And Thursdays for a little while as well. For a little while. Well, so this is and will be higher ground. Well, that's just about it uh, for this, uh, the final, I guess, Rugby League edition of Higher Ground for 2021. It's been a a great time here. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. And uh, thank you to all of our contributors, whether you've been on the text or the phone line or just listening um, at home. We hope to be here again next year, and and I'm pretty sure we will. We'll certainly be here uh, throughout the week. I'll be back in the chair on Wednesday at 10 for a couple of hours, then again on Thursday from 8 until 11. Until then, as you know, I always say, keep smiling, take care, and bye for now.